Welcome to the Irresistible You podcast. This is the place to get a dose of empowerment to create the life you crave and deserve. I'm your host, Amy Beltran, CEO and founder of Irresistible University. Through my signature online coaching program, I teach women just like you how to ditch the body image issues, gain confidence, and lose the emotional weight to look and feel irresistible at any size. If you would like to learn more about my signature coaching program and see if you're a good fit for enrollment, head on over to irresistibleicing.com slash course. There you will find more information, other testimonials from students, and the links to enroll in either the self-study version or the VIP experience. In this episode, I am going to be talking with one of my amazing Irresistible You students. And I'm doing this because I think it's really valuable for you to not just hear from me what my program is like. I want you to hear from other real life women who have either completed the Irresistible You program or are currently going through the program so that you can see what's possible for you. I think by hearing their stories, you can see a piece of yourself and maybe see where you're at today and where you could be if you did something like Irresistible You. So in this series, I'm going to be chatting with some of my students. You're going to get the inside scoop. You're going to learn their aha moments and how they have transformed their lives. So I hope you enjoy this episode. All right. Hi, everyone. This is Amy from Irresistible You, and I want to welcome you back to our series where I am chatting with real women that are part of the Irresistible You Signature Coaching Program. And we're just going to sit down and have a chit chat, have a fun conversation about what it's like to be inside of a program like this. And I am here today with one of my students, Megan Kane, who is going through the program at the minute. And we're going to just talk about her experience, what it's been like, and what she has learned so far. Hi, Megan. Hi, Amy. How are you? I am doing great. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, you know, one of the things about the program that we talk about is, you know, the ability to put yourself out there and to show up and be vulnerable. And I know that getting on camera and talking to everyone and being on the podcast is one of those things that is kind of putting yourself out there. So I don't take that lightly. And I want to thank you for spending this time with me to do that. And if you could, can you just kind of tell everyone who you are? Um, just maybe a little bit of a fun fact or so about you so they can get to know you a little bit. Um, sure. Well, thank you for the introduction and the thank you too. It is a little vulnerable. I'm going to do my best. Um, my name is Megan. I am an attorney and I'm a mom and I live in, this is weird. Sorry. It's a little more nerve wracking than I thought. Um, <laughs> I live it. in Indianapolis with my husband and my daughter. And what was the question? <laughs> so That's sorry. it. We just want to know who you are, what you do. <laughs> oh my it. God. I love How it. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's what I do. I love it. So thank you so much for that. And yeah, so I think that's one of the things with the program is like it's it pushes people out of their comfort zone a little bit because that's what we need to be able to kind of get to that next level version of ourselves. And one of the things I've been talking about a lot lately is how, you know, this is not another diet. This is not another weight loss program. It's actually so much bigger and more than that in terms of what you're going to gain mm -hmm. um, in the by going through something like that. So that kind of leads me to ask you, you know, what prompted you to join a program like Irresistible You in the first place? Well, to be honest, I actually stalked you out for quite a while because, you know, I've always been a personal development junkie and I've always kind of been on this permanent diet and I stalked you out. I listened to your podcast a couple of times and I was like, oh, I, I don't need this. Like I'll listen to the podcast and like, that'll give me some motivation and I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Um, but I just got into this cycle and we talk a lot about the cycle that, you know, you've, you've really built into the program about the shame cycle, but I got into this cycle of just kind of running through the day in zombie mode, coming home, sitting on the couch, watching TV, 
thinking about everything that I was going to do, thinking and making these lists, and I just never did it. And I, I just felt like there was a month between when I first discovered you and like when I finally pulled the trigger for the confidence clarity call. And in that month, I just became so disheartened with myself and just felt so disconnected just from my world and even my family and just in my goals in general. And I'm like, well, what you're doing, Megan, is not working. So I decided to, you know, shoot you an email and I started the process. And, and that was for me, the, the cycle I was getting into was a big thing. And I also, I also had a lot of issues with external validation. You know, we talk about that a lot. Yeah. How, like a lot of your <laughs> self-worth comes from other people yeah. being like, good job, you know, that a girl. And I'm yeah. like, what the hell is up with that? Why do I care? Right. And so that was the thing about your program. It, it seemed like it wasn't just a weight loss program. I was going to figure out who I was and spend more time with myself. And that's what I've really gotten from it. That's amazing. Yeah. So like, I think that's really common, right? For women that get in that, and we use the term zombie walker in the program. We have all these different terms mm-hmm. and things that we talk about. And it's very easy to kind of fall into that cycle where you want change. You know you want to do something different. But that instant gratification of coming home and being tired and wearing all the hats that we wear, especially as working moms, and it's like, it's just easier to sit on the couch and think about what I want, right? Than to yeah. than do it. And, you know when we talk about that too, we're, we're not just talking about, you know, I want to get off the couch so I can, you know, exercise and, and just lose weight. That, that might be a component of some things that we want, but I think, and you and tell me how you feel about this, but there's something even bigger than that, that it's like, sure, I want to be healthier and I want to get off the couch and I want to be more active, but it's also something bigger than that in my life that I'm trying to change, that I want to change. Did you feel the same as well? Like, 100%. I, you know, I think that feeling for me really hit home when I became a mother. And, you know, like I had said, I'd kind of been on some form of a diet my whole life. And, yeah, you know, I, I had not just food issues, but also like issues with body image and self-confidence. And when I became a mom, specifically to a girl, I just felt myself mm-hmm. still resonating in that same kind of funk. And I'm like, yeah. great, I'm going to pass this on to her. And that was one of the big factors for me as well in reaching out and trying something new because I just didn't want to remain in that space anymore. Um, and I think, I think we just as a society in general can, we can want not to remain in that space, but if we don't take that step and actually do it, we're never going to get out of it. And that's been the thing for me with your program in particular. Um, Cause you know, it's not just, well, and I'm sure we'll get into the logistics more, but it's not just, you know, Hey, listen to this podcast. Like yeah. I've got modules, I've got some emotional work to do. Yeah. And it really is a lot of emotional work, but I'm telling you like the difference between when I started and where I'm at now is really different. That's amazing. And we'll definitely talk about how the differences that you've seen in yourself. I just want to touch on what you said about being a mom, because you know, when you become a mom, you have an audience now that this little person especially as a girl mom, um, this person who is, it's, and I think I shared this with you when we first talked for the first time, like it's not even so much what you say, it's what you don't say and how you act that they pick up on. And I mean, I remember just right. like my daughter barely being maybe a year and a half and mm-hmm. watching me in the mirror. And, you know, because of the type of work I do, I'm very self-aware about how I talk about myself. I'm very intentional about how I look at myself when she's around, because as I'm like turning and looking in the mirror and checking myself out, she's doing the exact same thing. And if I'm going to sit there and like pinch the fat and, you know, stick my stomach out and make sad faces and do all the things that we do when we beat ourselves up, she's going to pick up on that. Even if I tell her you know, all the right words, it's not going to matter because your children, I mean, as you know, it's like they watch and they absorb everything you do. So I just think that's amazing that you're, you're doing this for you, but you're also doing something even bigger, which is breaking that cycle with your daughter as well. I'm trying. And, and for me, it was, you know, I didn't necessarily do the whole outer 
self-critique of myself, for me, it was so mental. And then my mood was impacted. Yeah. So like, yeah. like, you know, we were going to go to the park. Oh, I don't want to wear this. I look disgusting. Yep. I don't want to go. And then you're yeah. uncomfortable when you're there. And it's like, you're robbed of that time with her mm-hmm. and for yourself. And I think for totally. me, it just got so emotional and just, I was so tired of it. And I was like, me telling myself, just let it go. That's not working. So, you know, that, that was another big motivator for me too. Totally. And for me, I remember going to the beach, like before I had really done the, the irresistible you work, let me get some water, hang on. (laughs) And going to the beach and like, I would have like this, um, like this whole ordeal ceremony, if you will, around easing my way out of the cover-up into the bathing suit where it's like yes. I'll take this side off then I'm gonna take this side off then I'm gonna put a towel over my stomach and I'm gonna yeah. lay here for like 20 minutes making up all these stories about what people are thinking and no one's paying attention people are doing their own thing they're absorbed with themselves and once you have kids as you know it's like good at the beach or the pool and there is none of that. It's like, we just want to get, in the, she just wants to get in the water and go. And so yeah. for me, I just remember yeah. that moment of going to the beach and not messing around, just taking everything off and running into the water and being like, I don't even care anymore. And so it's those little things that we do that we don't even sometimes realize that we're doing. Um, right. And, and those are the patterns and things that we have to shift. So I would love to hear from you kind of the changes you've seen in yourself since you started, because you're still in the program. You started with us in September. So how have you seen some changes already, even though you're not even finished yet with, with everything? So there were, I guess I'll kind of start with the first one that I had, um, which was in module two, obviously the, the module one work was very good too. I'm not saying that, but module two was the first point for me. And, and that's called make confidence queen, mm-hmm. which is where we really try to talk about confidence and how to implement that in your life and like what it is and what it looks like. And I mean, I can sit here and resuscitate the definitions and all that, but that was the first time that I realized that confidence is not about winning or it being perfect. Like Mm -hmm. confidence is about doing it when you're anxious or uncertain about it, but doing it anyway, because you know, it's going to be okay. And that was life changing. And I know, I know that sounds crazy, but I've always been this perfectionist with a lot of things, you know, my work, cooking, housework, like how I do everything is very regimented. So for me, you know, if we take losing weight, for example, I always felt like, well, I can't lose weight until I know what to cook and I know what to do at the gym. And I, um, I know yep. exactly what my day is going to be like, and like, here's the thing that's bullshit. Yep. <laughs> All you need to do is kind of take these small steps and do these small imperfect actions throughout the day. And that's going to get you to where you want to go. And I don't know why it took me 34 years to realize that. I think it was just your voice and your, in our lessons, just kind of like hammering it home and being like, Oh, right. <laughs> um, so that, that's been by far like the biggest aha moment for me. Um, The second one really has been about enjoying the process um, Mm -hmm. of learning who I am and figuring out what I like and what I don't like. And by doing these things imperfectly that I'm not 100% sure of, I I have so much more confidence in myself. Like I feel so much more like just a badass woman. Like if it goes wrong, it's going to go wrong, but we'll fix it. And I've never really felt like that before. Um, And I'm seeing that a lot. If we want to break it down to like practical things, I see it a lot, um, even in like making dinner. Because for me, I always wanted to make dinner, but I would end up eating out. I would end up ordering because I'm like, I don't have all the things I need. I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to do. No. Now I just like do it. And my daughter does it with me. And if we mess it up, we mess it up. And it's fine. And um, that's kind of like something I've noticed more practical in my day that's changed. So those are some big, big things for me, for sure. Um, And the making commitments to myself and keeping them. I am super guilty about not keeping them in the past. You know, I would go above and beyond to make sure I did the thing that I said I was going to do for someone else. Mm -hmm. But when it came to me, if I said, okay, you're going to run tonight, Megan, or you're going to do some reading for work that you want to do, I would just 
put it on the back burner. Yeah. Um, and now it's like, nope, I'm scheduling it. This is my time. I'm doing it. And I'm really trying to respect that boundary for myself because I'm just as important as everyone else. Um, and if you don't think that, then what, why would other people think that? It's true. Right. And it's like, mm -hmm. I noticed for me too, when I make those commitments for myself and take care of me, I'm better for everybody else. Like I can oh, show up as a better mom, a better wife, a better friend. Like I just, mm -hmm. we, and we so often put ourselves last and take ourselves off the list. And then everything mm -hmm. suffers because of that, because then you're not able to show up the way you want to. Because you're not right. I mean, if you're, if you don't feel good about yourself and maybe this is just me, but I, I don't know, but if I don't feel good about myself, like I don't do anything great. Like I just, you know, I, I if I'm not yeah. in a good headspace, like I just kind of half-ass things and I don't want to totally. do that. I saw this, um, I thought of you actually yesterday, I saw this meme mm -hmm. online and it said, being a mom is your kid wearing $120 shoes and you wearing $5 sandals that you've had for five years. And I was like, that is not true. Right? <laughs> I literally was like, that is bullshit. Like, no, you need to take care of yourself too. Totally. Like you obviously make sacrifices as a parent, but like, absolutely yeah. not. Take care of yourself too. Cause that's yes. what everyone around you needs. You it know? is. It is. I love that because I remember before I became a mom, and I'm like in all the forums and reading all the things and everybody's bitching and complaining about how they don't have time for showers. Right. And I'm like, I refuse to let myself become this person who never showers themselves. Like, mm. I'm sorry. Like, I, I get it. I know there are days where you are maxed out and we have the, our limits and there are going to be those days, but it's like, you can give yourself five freaking minutes to take a shower. Like it's not impossible. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure, you know, I don't know about you, but I've been in the shower when like you hear that cry and you're like, yes, oh, shit, that's, that's not the same cry. Yeah. But, like, honestly, I'll just call my husband and be like, this is my time. I need this. Space. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and, and you know, yes, motherhood changes you for sure. But I also think, you know, you've at some point have to also, remember to put yourself on that list too. And it's like, if I'm not taking mm -hmm. care of myself, if I'm not, you know, doing the things that make me feel good about myself, I'm actually not as good of a mom. I'm short tempered. I don't want to play. Yeah. I don't want to engage. And that's not how I want to show up for my daughter. So it's like the playing has yeah. been like a huge cool. aspect for me because, you know, I'm a thicker girl. Like, it, it, you know, I can play obviously with my daughter, but like getting down on the floor, yeah. coloring, stretching, <laughs> running for a while. I was like, Jesus. But now I'm like so much more in tune with it. I'm like, yeah, that kind of hurts, but it's okay. We're working through it, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's a big thing, you know, it really is. It is. It is. So I love that those were some of your, your things that you've learned. And when we talk about confidence, I think a lot of people have a misconception that confidence means oh, I got to go put the sexy outfit on and then I'm confident. It's like, it is so much mm. deeper. That's like surface level crap to me. Um, yeah. You know, there's, there's so much more to confidence. And I, and you know, I say all the time, it's like the fastest path to confidence is doing what you say you're going to do, which means keeping commitments to yourself, showing up when mm -hmm. you don't feel like showing up. Um, you know, just making that commitment to you. And, and if you say you're going to do something, then do it. Especially when it's like, when you've let yourself down so many times with weight loss in particular, where it's like, mm -hmm. I'm going to start over on Monday. And then by Wednesday or Thursday, you're doing the, well, screw it. It's almost the weekend. And that whole cycle keeps repeating itself. You start losing trust that you can even do things and it goes past yeah. weight loss. And it's like, well, I can't even do what I say I'm going to do when it comes to this. So why would I do it for anything else? And I feel like you start losing trust in all the areas of your life. Yeah, you really do. And it, it's, it's kind of an obvious thing too, right? I mean, yeah, I'm, I want to be confident and then I'll be a better person. 
but if I hadn't, I feel like in my gut and in my heart, I know if I hadn't have like been doing these modules and had like all these things in front of me, like kind of repetitively reminding me and like keeping me on track, it's like listening to that podcast and then going on about my life and never thinking about it again. I mean, I can say, okay, I'm going to be confident and I'm going to, you know, keep my commitment to myself. But the truth is that you can say it all you want. I've been saying it for 30 years. Right. <laughs> if you don't really engage and like do the work, it's, it's not going to happen. And that was the piece for me that I was missing. So it was really this kind of tailored situation. Let's talk about that a little bit, because I actually, I remember I recorded mm-hmm. a podcast episode one time where I talk about, you know, it's great if you listen to the podcast, keep listening, but if you don't yeah. implement anything you're learning, it's just in one ear and out the other. So what would you say has been the difference for you versus just listening to a podcast versus getting into a program like this? How is that, how has that helped you where some of the messages are the same, but there's a whole other layer that we add to it. So how has that been helpful for you? Well, for example, like before I, and I've said this before, I've listened to a lot of personal development podcasts. It was always a, when I'm on the way to work or I'm going to grab a coffee and I'm going to listen to it in the car. Yeah. And you know, I would internalize it and be like, yes, that's a hundred percent right. Like I want to make sure I go about and remember that later and I'll write mm-hmm. it down. Mm-hmm. And I don't because I'm busy and we're all busy. Yeah. But this specific program, your program's kind of laid out in a way that's like you get, you get the first thing you need and then you get the second thing you need. And then the third thing. So I was able to kind of create this space where each thing led to the next buildup and the next buildup right. and listening to the modules and then journaling about them and kind of writing down what I noticed, because, you know, we can talk about how, let's talk about a situation where you let yourself down. Well, writing that out and like really thinking about it, like all everything that went mm-hmm. into it was super helpful to figuring out why I did that and why I'm not yeah. going to do it next time. And then you start to like remember and familiarize yourself with these patterns as you write these things out. You're like, yes. oh, oh shit, I'm doing again. There it is again. Like, okay, uh-huh. you know, and I don't want to go into too much detail about your own it method, but for a long time, like I would have those negative thoughts that would pop up and the own it method, like really helped me kind of break those down mm-hmm. and use the rational part of my brain <laughs> yeah. to realize that, <laughs> that's not real. Right. I mean, right. I won't go into it too much, but that's not real. And, you know, I know the real truth. And so, so just being able to synthesize it all, I think has been helpful. And you have a lot of workbooks and prompts that help kind of trigger those things for me. Whereas if I would just listen to a podcast and sat down and decided to like journal about it, I don't know that I would be as engaged as I am without your prompts within gotcha. the workbook. So it's more action. It's, it's kind of putting you, forcing you in a sense to make, take action because you have those mm-hmm. problems and you have that structure. Um, and, and some but, of that action is hard. I it mean, is hard. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. some of the questions in the modules that have been asked and like some of the things mm-hmm. I've, you know, like creating what, what your perfect confident person or woman looks like, Yeah. you know, it's, it's emotional. It's difficult because you start to realize like, wow, I'm really far away from what I wish I mm-hmm. was. And that's devastating. Um, but doing all that work kind of sets it up for you so that you can see it from like a 360 view as yeah. opposed to like being yeah. in the weeds, you know? For sure. And I think <laughs> diving into that, like this is the emotional weight stuff, right? This is what we talk about. Yeah. We talk about, you know, losing the emotional weight. And when you haven't allowed yourself to go through this journey and you just have focused on, oh, I got to get the 30 pounds off for so-and-so's wedding. And then everything will be perfect. You're not, that's why I say you're selling yourself short because you're not taking into consideration all the other things that you're, you've been pushing down by using the food and using the weight as kind of your wet blanket Mm -hmm. of choice. And when you really sit down to do this work, this is the stuff that normally what happens is people get going on a weight loss journey. They lose a certain amount of weight life hits them in the gut because that's what life Mm -hmm. likes to do. And it's like, well, this is too uncomfortable. I can't do this anymore. I need to just go back to the food because I can just escape everything. And if it's not Mm -hmm. the food, it's people pleasing. If it's not people pleasing, it's like chronic busyness. So Mm -hmm. there's always this distraction from the real stuff that you need to address. 
And in order to create this life that you really crave and that you dream about while you're, you know, Netflixing and chilling on the couch, it requires you going there and doing that hard work. And people don't want to feel that discomfort. So they run away from it. And I will tell you, it's like, we are wired to not want to feel discomfort. It's like a protect, a, a protection that we have. But if you allow yourself to just feel those feelings and think about those questions, that's how you get through to the other side. I actually heard something really interesting yeah. the other day. Um, and it came from, I haven't read the book, but I was listening to something and I can't remember what it was. And they talked about how emotions are like tunnels and we get trapped in these tunnels. And if we allow ourselves to keep pushing through them and feeling the emotion, we will eventually see the light. And where the heartache comes is where we get trapped inside the tunnel because we don't let ourselves feel it because we're terrified of what that's going to feel like. And I think that was like such a good like way to look at it too. Yeah. I just got chills. Cause I, I know. I agree. I mean, I remember my first week when we, I did the first module. I remember in the, my first coaching call, I said to you, I'm like, I'm getting all this out, but like, when does the action happen? And, you know, looking back now, I realized that the action only happened because I did all of that. Yes. Like, I don't even know what week I'm in. I think I'm like in the fifth or sixth, but now like, because of all that work I did, and this might not make a lot of sense to a lot of people, but like, because of all that work I did, I drink all the water. I do my exercises now. Like I take time for myself. Like all these like emotional things turned into small changes, turned into yes. big changes. And that was the piece that I was missing. Cause I was just like, when does all this action start? Right. <laughs> and well, we're in the middle of it. <laughs> and that's so, that all or, that's breaking your all or nothing thinking of like, I want it yeah. all and I want it now. And yeah. there's a lot, of, and that's very connected to like wanting that instant gratification. And you know, this is not a quick fix. This is not an overnight thing. And I, I always say with a program like this, you are going to get out of it also what you put into it. So if you're willing to show up, if you're willing to commit to the process, then you're going to get as much out of it as you're putting into it with that level of commitment. And it's amazing to see yeah. those changes for you already. And you're not even finished. It is. Like, and I'm, I'm pretty excited for like the next couple of modules. Cause I know I'm in the middle of, um, feed your soul okay. and I haven't like really like got into it yet, but I'm excited for that one. And I kind of want to stay in confidence queen. I really like that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, one, but that I mean, one resonates, I think for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting about the framework and you've probably started to see this is that it's not this like linear step-by-step where it's like, well, I'm confident done with that on to the next. No. It's like yeah. every single principle, there's five guiding principles. And each one of them feeds into each other and you kind of keep cycling through them um, because this work is actually never really done, so to speak. And what I mean by that is like, you know, I think some people think, well, I'll never have another bad thought about myself or I'll never like look in the mirror and not like what I see. And it's like, well, you're a human being. So that's going to happen. You're going to have crappy days. You're going to have days where you don't love what you're seeing. The difference starts to become when you have some of these strategies, like the own it method, and you have these principles, you have the tools and the skills to be self-aware enough to know what to do, to bring yourself back in, where when you don't have that, it becomes, well, I just keep trying to lose weight and I get to a certain place and I stop and I fail and I don't know why. And I just keep starting over on Monday because they, people are not like, aware of the fact that there's other things. It's not just about the weight. That is like one small piece of the puzzle, actually. It it really is. And I don't think, and that's all I focused on before. That's it. It was, okay, I'm going to eat this today and I'm going to weigh myself. And it's like, that doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. (laughs) And I feel like this became even more true this past weekend because we had family pictures, which Mm-hmm. I, I got really excited about, and I always like have this vision of what they're going to look like and you get them back and you're always like, Oh, you know, and I, we got them back and they were beautiful. And there were a couple oh. of them that I, I started like picking myself apart a little bit. And then yeah. I was like, no, you look beautiful. Like you are in the middle of it now. And like, you need to enjoy these moments. Mm-hmm. And that was huge for me. That's amazing. You know, I just, it, thank you. It was amazing. <laughs> it's, you know, mostly because of your program. <laughs> so I don't think I would have been able to like come to all of that without you. So you're very much appreciated. 
I'm going to like make all the tears happen today. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> that just makes my day. And I mean, that's that right then and of itself is like why I do what I do because it's when you're able to see yourself that way, um, it's life changing when you've yeah. always, you know, picked yourself apart and, and been a certain way. And that right there to me is like the epitome of what it means to become irresistible. You is like, you know, you can look at a picture and see the beauty in it and yourself, even if physically you're not where you want to be and you're okay with it. It's like, I'm working on myself. I'm creating this better life for myself. I'm taking better care of myself. But in the meantime, I'm going to not wait for the weight. I'm going to embrace where I am and I'm going to be appreciative of where I am because this is who I am today. And it's okay right. to be her. And I didn't know that, I didn't know that I could do that. You know, I, I, mm -hmm. I didn't know really that that was another option to these kind of things I've been doing, which haven't been working. So that, you know, finding that approach has really, I feel like saved me and, you know, it's, it's helped a lot. That's awesome. Because here's the thing too, is like, there's no magical thing that happens because we get to a certain size. And right. I know for years <laughs> I had that, um, that daydream of like, oh, if I get to this size, then I won't have anxiety. I won't get depressed. I won't be shy. I won't be this. Mm -hmm. I won't be that. And that doesn't happen. What, how you break out of those things is by doing the type of work we're talking about, working on your confidence, shutting down this inner fat bitch chatter that goes on, becoming self-aware of your thoughts and your feelings and how you're showing up or how you're not showing up. Because, mm -hmm. you know, whether you're at your goal weight or you're not at your goal weight, those feelings don't just go away. They're still there. And it's why people, you know, they get to goal or they lose a significant amount of weight. Or we've had other women in the program who have joined after they had weight loss surgery, after they had loose skin surgery from losing over a hundred pounds. And that feeling and that life that they craved that they thought would come with the weight loss, it didn't happen. And it right. didn't happen, not because they couldn't do it, but because they didn't have the work and the emotional weight that they lost. They just lost the physical weight thinking, oh, that's going to help. And, and, mm -hmm. it, and it doesn't. There's nothing magical that happens. And so we have to teach ourselves, whether we're on a weight loss journey or not, that I deserve to feel good about myself. I deserve to be in the pictures. I deserve to look, you know, to take pride in my appearance now not just mm -hmm. when I get to a certain size and we have to break that. Cause it's, it's like embedded in our thought system. It is. And I'm really bad about it. Like when we have milestone type things, yeah. like, you know, we go on vacation or something, literally my MO would be like, okay, when we come back here, I'm going to be skinny. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I would literally like, I, okay, next time we come back here, I'll be able to wear that bathing suit. And it's like, Jesus Christ. I know. You know, just stop and enjoy the moment. And I was just missing that component and that piece. And yeah. um, because we're just hardwired like that, like we you are. said. We are. You know how many things I relate to that? Like there's so many opportunities and vacations and experiences mm -hmm. that I was just zoned out from because yeah. I was obsessing about, oh my God, I can't believe I gained back the weight or I can't believe I still look like this and just completely missed out on the experience in the moment of what was really happening. Yeah. And that's, and that's huge because we don't get the time back. <laughs> we don't, yeah, we, we don't. don't get a do over. No. There's no do over. Especially with our kids, you know, they right? it goes so fast and yeah. um, you don't get it back. So there's no point in living like that. Right. Um, but you can't just snap your fingers and do it. You know, that's, that's the hard part. You've got to, yeah. <laughs> you got to do all the work like we totally. talked about. Totally. Yeah. It, it's, and that's why, um, and I know you're not, you're not, you'll be there soon in the program, but one of the guiding principles is about being in the moment and learning how to be more mindful and acknowledging and meeting yourself where you are um, because we don't get that time back. And I think if 2020 hasn't taught anyone, if it's taught us anything, it's to really understand that, you know, yeah. life is short and we never know what's going to happen and how do we want to use that time? You know, how do we yeah. want to use that? And I think this year has been a big lesson. And I think a lot of people have realized, you know, that there's things that we're maybe doing 
out of obligation that we don't have to be doing. And people are like, Oh, I don't, I'm actually kind of enjoying this. Like, (laughs) you know, I think it's, it's just good to take that stock, whether there's a, a pandemic or not, like taking inventory of where you are and like, are you doing things because you really want to be doing them? Are you doing them out of obligation? Like, are you really happy with what you're doing? Are you just existing? Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of where I was. I feel like I was in that category. And and I hate saying that because I, I'm very blessed. I have a wonderful life. Like I love my family, but at the end of the day, like you, you know, if you're not happy, you're not happy. And most of it, at least for me was all internal. Like it was all things I needed to do. Um, But it just took a long time, I think, to see that. I kept, I, I think I just kept thinking, well, I'll lose the weight. I'll feel better. And then everything will be perfect. And that's not real. Like you said. Yeah. Um, not. That's not real. And, and, you know, one of the biggest things I think that I didn't know coming into this was as much work as like, I need to do on myself. And like, that's important. Like we've talked about, I need to like get off my ass and do my stuff that, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I need to stop. I need to stop playing the, well, I don't have time for that card or I'm, I'm, you know, I got to do this or I have to do that. Like, I feel like we go about our lives and we make ourselves more busy and avoid the yes. things we really need. And I had to stop doing that. You know, if I can watch five episodes of family guy every night, I can go to the gym. Like I can, <laughs> right. I can make dinner. I can do what I need to do. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's kind of really made me check myself too and be real about what I'm lacking in a action, you know, specific situation. So I'm glad you brought that up. Cause it's like, people say, oh, I don't have time for this. And I'll say, I always say like, well, what's your favorite show? And they're like, oh, I watched this and this and this and this. And I'm like, then don't ever tell me that you don't have time. <laughs> like if you have a show that you binge watch, you have time. <laughs> like there is yeah, time. I, right? Yeah, it's just how 100%. are you choosing to use your time? That's, that's the key is like, you know, everybody's busy everybody's stressed out. Everybody has things on their plate and responsibilities. And we, and let's be real. We do also need downtime as well. But if you really Mm -hmm. like, here's the thing, whatever it is that you want, whether it is to binge watch five hours a night or to binge eat a carton of cupcakes or to change your life or to run a marathon, whatever you really want, you will always find a way to make it happen. Yes. Right. I feel like when you make your mind up, whether it's for good or bad, you will always find a way to make something work. We just, that's just what we do. So, you know, it's like, do you want to spend the nights sitting on the couch doing absolutely nothing, hoping and dreaming things are going to change? Or are you ready to take consistent and perfect action and start making action, you know, start taking intentional action towards what you want? So... And I remember my first call with you because I, you know, I'm, I'm lucky that my baby goes to sleep right around the same time every night. And my husband travels a lot too. So I'm kind of on my own through the week, but I remember my first call to you. Cause I said, I would come downstairs at like seven o'clock and it was just like this uh, feeling like I can finally sit down and like do nothing. Yeah. And that's what I would do for like four and a half hours. And before I knew it, it was the next day and it was the next day. And I really wasn't sure like going into your program, like how I was going to change that. But as, as I started like getting to know myself more and then like trusting myself more and keeping my commitments, then I like wouldn't want to do it. Like I'd want to get up and like food prep for the next day or, you know, I'd be like, well, I can choose to do this. And maybe I would, I would binge for a couple of hours, but like I'm going to get up and I'm going to do these things. So just like thinking about it and like regurgitating and processing it, like makes you look at yourself, like I said, from like this 360 view and be like, yeah. get up, <laughs> you yeah. know, and I felt that for sure. That's awesome. And do you think it helps too? Cause we talk a lot about like having that vision for your future self and who you want to become because anybody can feel motivated at, you know, seven o'clock in the morning before your day gets going. And like, I'm going to do this tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come home and do boom, boom, boom after the kids go to bed and get everything together. And by that time, life has caught up to you. The day has caught up to you and motivation is gone. But I feel like when yeah. you have this bigger vision that can anchor and ground you and like, who do I really want to be? And what does she need to be doing right now? How would she handle this? Do you think that's helpful for you? 
It really has. And it's funny because I actually like, I think you told us to do this, but I like named my perfect yes, confidence woman. Yes. <laughs> and it's kind of, it's funny to see and, and call her that. Cause you, again, you like you project it and you see it and you think about it. Um, but that really has been helpful for me because before it's exactly what you just said. I would come home, I would do this and this and this, I would say I was going to do A, B and C and I would just be like, uh, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm not going to sit here and say some nights that doesn't happen. But the difference is, is when it does happen, the next day, I don't treat myself like a piece of shit. Like I don't undo all of the good work. I'm like, that's cool. You watch seven episodes of Family Guy. That's cool. Just like do what you need <laughs> yeah. to do the next day. And that has been like life-changing wow, because old awesome. me, man, old me would just like start, okay, I'm going to start over. I'll have to just start all over. That's what I'll do. And I'll fix it and it'll get better. And it didn't get better, you know? Right. And now I'm just like, whatever, I'm going to get there. That's um, amazing. That, that right there is what this journey is about, right? It's like learning how to navigate everything in moderation. And yes, it, you're, you're on a journey. You're not starting and stopping and starting and stopping. Like this is your life. It, there is mm -hmm. no starting and stopping. And to also know and to be okay that sometimes we need to veg out in front of the TV and Netflix and shit. Like we need those days. And yeah. so you getting to know yourself more and understanding when is it actually becoming problematic for me versus, you know what, right. tonight I'm going to sit here and like, this was like a few months ago uh, for me. And it was like, I'm going to order food with cheesecake because my husband works nights and I'm going to hide the cheesecake in the fridge for my daughter. And then after she goes to bed, I'm going to watch cheesy movies on TV and eat my cheesecake. And I'm okay with that because I'm making a conscious decision to do it. So there is right. no beating myself up afterwards. There's no like shame show going on afterwards. It's like, yeah. this is life. Life. If I have to live a life without cheesecake, I don't want to live like, right. <laughs> right. But I want to, but that's, that's the whole thing. It's like learning how to, you know, have the days where you're going to eat clean and healthy, but then some nights I just want to sit on the couch and eat cheesecake and watch movies. And right. that is okay. It doesn't mean I'm a failure and it doesn't mean I've derailed all of my weight loss and my journey. And it, it's, that's just having that balance and that alignment. So I'm glad you mentioned Yeah, not, and I feel like by giving, at least when I was on like hardcore diets, like I did the keto diet and I, I lost my baby weight that way and was able to keep some of it off, but some of it I gained back too. But I, I felt like once I had bread, like I tasted it, like the gates opened yeah. and yeah. I just had to have it. So now I don't restrict myself. Like I'm trying to do a more well-rounded diet. Yeah. And well, uh, whereas before I might sit on the couch and like binge while I would watch these episodes of Netflix. Now I'm like, Oh, I'm going to have this treat. And then tomorrow I'll, you know, I know that I'm going to have it. I acknowledge that I'm having it. And tomorrow I'll get, you know, yeah. I'll get back on my program. And I think being able to like tell myself that I can have it and mm -hmm. not start, not the words, not starve, trust me, but not, um, deprive. Yes. Not deprive myself of it. I was able to like control it more. I don't exactly. do the binging anymore. Cause you know, that, that was just like a bad part of my life that, I don't want to go back to. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. And the binging is, is all or nothing, right? It's that all or nothing. Yeah. Restriction binge, restriction binge. And it's like to get that, like we shouldn't have, and we do because of these rules we've created, but it's like to get to a place where there's no fear around food. I'm like, oh my God, there's going to be cake or there's going to be this, there's mm -hmm. going to be that. It's like just learning how to live and knowing you can have treats here and there. And I think one thing for me that's been really helpful um, especially if I have like a strong craving or something like that, it's like, you can have it just not right now where I'll tell myself, yeah, you can yeah. have this, but maybe you have it tomorrow or maybe you have it, you know, at the end of the night. So it's like that, I don't know. It's like this mind trick for me. That's really worked over the years. It's like, you can have mm -hmm. this, but not today. How about tomorrow right. or wait for Friday or like, you know, just things like that. And, you know, just that control, like that piece of control is mm -hmm huge. And I feel like you're not going to have that if you don't have like the confidence and the self-assurance exactly. that this, that, you know, that your program kind of provides, because for me, it was like, Oh, I'll have one and then I'll have another and then I'll have uh -huh. another. And I, I uh -huh. couldn't like stop. 
Yeah. And again, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's just coming back to like you having control, like you being the decider. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think that's why, you know, when we look at dieting and things like that, these five principles in the irresistible you framework, you don't find those in a diet. Diets don't teach us how to have self-love. They don't teach us how to build a relationship with ourselves. They don't teach us how to have confidence because it's not just about confidence around food. It's what you're saying. It's like you building trust in yourself outside of the whole like food and weight thing. It's then building that trust in yourself to be safe around food, no matter what it is and make these decisions. So it's like, it's, yeah. it's your life. It's not, you're not doing these things in a bubble. This is your life. Right. Right. And food is everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, it, you, it's not as if, you know, I'm an addict and I have to avoid, you know, a certain thing. Yeah, like you have exactly. to eat to live, you know? Yeah. And, but what I found was like, it was so much less about my relationship with food and so much more about my relationship with me. Yes. That was the huge thing. And that's the piece that like, I didn't know. Like, even when I spoke to you the first time, I'm like, Still, you know, I, I like loved you right away. Like you're very personable, Aww. but I still was like, you know, I'm going to try this because I've tried everything else and it hasn't worked. Yeah, so that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it really is it's about myself and my relationship with myself. And that's where it starts. I feel like that's like your big aha moment, your big takeaways. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely it, right. It's having that relationship with you. And it's funny because we're with ourselves all day long, but so many people don't have a relationship with themselves. And can't even yeah. answer the question, what do you want for yourself? They don't know because they've never- We avoid ourselves a lot. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, it's funny, I was um, on, I'm in this like mom lawyer group and the, this mom had asked about, uh, sent a question to everybody being like, hey, what do you listen to like podcasts and stuff when you're running or like when you're working out? And everyone was like listing it off. And this one woman was like, I don't, I listen to my body. like. I, wow. I'm outside of my head. I'm in my head all the time. Like I listen to my body because we don't do that. And I'm yeah. like, holy shit. She's oh, right. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. I'm so like, that's good. good. That's amazing. So this has been such a good conversation, Megan. And I'm going to ask you, what would you, so if someone's listening to this and they're like relating to everything we're talking about, they can see themselves in your story also what would you say to someone who's kind of sitting on the fence thinking about joining the irresistible you, but they're not really sure. What would you say to someone like that? I don't want to be cliche, but I would say just do it. Um, <laughs> because I don't want to be cliche, but honestly, because it's so funny when I was on the phone with you for the first time and we talked about the logistics of it and you're like, okay, so what do you think? I, you know, I'm a, I'm a lawyer, right? So everything in my mind is like, I need to think about it. I need to make a right. pros and cons list. I'm going to talk to my yeah. husband. And in that moment, I like froze and I was like, let's do it. Let's just do it. Because just start. That is what I would probably tell them. Just start. Yeah. Because you will, you will spend months and years trying to figure out what it is. And this program, even in like the six short weeks, have really just taught me so much more about myself than I realized. Um, so don't hesitate, just do it. I love <laughs> what it. I would say. I love it. And for everyone the, to understand the program is 12 weeks. And so Megan is just mm -hmm. getting halfway through and you see already like the aha moments and the learnings that she's had. And I think you're absolutely right. It's like, you have to ask yourself, how much more time am I willing to lose? Because as long as you're sitting there beating yourself up, talking crap to yourself, sitting on the sidelines. And I hear some of the saddest stories from women that are like, I don't play with my kids. I'm afraid to have a family. Um, I'm afraid to be intimate with my spouse. I'm afraid to be seen. I'm afraid to go for a promotion. It's not just about the weight. And when you're living your life that way, you're literally wasting time. You are literally wasting time off of your life. And so I would also add to what you say is like, when you're thinking about something like this, if not now, when? If I don't do something mm. now, then when am I going to do it? Because the more I sit here and think and overthink and talk myself out of why I can't do something, your life is just ticking by. And so that's, I think, mm -hmm. one of the things you have to really think about is how much more time am I willing to wait? Because Yeah, and I, I would encourage you to kind of make a list too of some of the things that you have invested in and you've tried. Yeah. Because when I sat down and kind of made a mental markup of that, it dawned on me like, 
hundreds of thousands of oh, yeah. not hundreds of thousands, but hundreds thousands. and you know, thousands of dollars yeah. on programs or shoes that'll make me work out or yes. these books or this special shake. Like oh, yeah. when I, this was, you know, the easiest money I ever spent. So yeah. it, I think that being real with yourself and taking a look at what you've already put out versus what you want to invest going forward is a smart idea. For sure. And I can so relate to that. I mean, it's probably like an embarrassing amount of money that I've spent doing oh. stupid. Like, I mean, I just, this, I remember being on a cruise yeah. ship going, I had this appointment in the morning. It was like first thing in the morning to go get some kind of like fat reduction. They put gel and stuff on you. And I had been partying all night long. I came into the appointment. I was still drunk. And I'm like <laughs> on this table with this little petite, cute massage lady having to like strip down and she's like massaging cream into my fat and it was Sorry, like just... so humiliating and then she's like and you can take this home with you and it was like this absurd amount of money and I'm like yeah let's do it and I totally bought all the crap the pills the gels that stuff didn't work but I'm like <laughs> half drunk half embarrassed and it's like these things that we do yeah. thinking, oh, this yeah. is it. This is going to be like the thing. Like, this is going to help me. And it doesn't. <laughs> I, I won't. But first of all, that's awesome. <laughs> Second of all, I won't name the program on here, but I remember doing this one program and it was like, okay, here's your, what you eat in the day. And I'm like, where's the food? Like, you know, it was just like all these little shakes. Yeah. And then it was like, yeah. And then you get to your goal weight. And I remember saying like, well, then what happens? Like, what do I have? you know, what happens then? And well, yeah. by then you retrained your brain. I'm like, well, who am I supposed to call at three in the morning when I'm like knee deep in cookie dough? Like, what? So yeah, oh, it's crazy. It, the stuff that's out there. It is. I, I love it. Like that's such a cool thing that you brought up. So yeah, let's everyone listening, <laughs> make a list and you can even share this inside the Facebook, the free Facebook group and tell us like, what are the craziest things you've ever done? Because um, we have all tried the most gimmicky, crazy things and clearly they're not working or you probably wouldn't be watching and listening to this right so this i think that was a fun way to end our our time here megan thank you for sharing everything and being vulnerable and opening yourselves up i'm i know that other women listening can relate to what you say and can probably see themselves in you as well and i just want to again thank you for taking the time because i know you're a busy woman and i thank you so much for joining us on this episode well, thank so, you for having me. I had a wonderful time. Absolutely. So for everyone listening, if you want to learn more, if you want to see if you're a good fit for Irresistible You, I encourage you to sign up for a free confidence clarity call. You can go to irresistibleacing.com slash call, pick a date and a time, and we'll hop on the phone and see where you're at, where you want to be, and if it's a good fit to work together. So thank you again, Megan. Thank you everyone for listening, and I will catch you on the next one. Bye guys.